Hi, welcome to my podcast, Without a Sound, where I will be discussing different cases having to do with unsolved disappearances. Um, I've always been into detective stuff since I was young. I started off with Nancy Drew and um, have progressed, Um, and now I'm in the podcasting world. I'm very new at this. I'm an amateur Uh, So some of my recordings will reflect that. But thank you anyways for joining me and I hope you enjoy the cases that I will be presenting. And if uh, anybody has any suggestions or any cases that um, they feel um, I should bring to light, they would be very much welcome. Thank you again for joining me on this journey and uh, I hope... uh, You enjoy it. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, so today's article um, information I got from Reddit articles and uh, Wikipedia. So I'll be talking about the disappearances of Smoky Mountain. Um, One in particular that stood out that was just had you know, quite a few articles on it was the disappearance of Dennis Martin. He was a six-year-old boy in 1969 when this happened. So this is what happened. So on June 14th, 1969, Dennis Martin, who was a curly brown haired boy, had been on a hiking trip with his father, grandfather, older brother, and a family friend and another set of two boys. So they're out camping. This is Father's Day weekend, 1969, and they decided to go to Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, Dennis was apparently just a few days away from turning seven, um, and they described him as wearing a red t-shirt and green hiking shorts. Okay, so as you can tell from the back the sound in the background is that I am recording from my home and I don't have a sound studio so you will hear all the sounds <laughs> um so sorry about that um real life um <laughs> so okay so it's we're June 14th 1969 and Dennis Martin is a few days from turning seven he's wearing a red shirt and green hiking shorts and they're out playing at 4.30 p.m., uh, the group of boys that he was playing with, um, they were playing in a field along the Tennessee and North Carolina state lines. Um, it says, quote, the boys were going to sneak up and scare their family. The three older boys went one way and Dennis went the other way. The plan was for them to jump out of the woods on both sides and scare the adults. The older boys jumped out and everyone laughed and had a lot of fun. Then they asked where was Dennis? So when it came time for Dennis to show up and scare the family, he never showed up. Okay, so that is basically what happened. The kids are playing. They come up with this, um, you know, what kids do. You know, they were just hiding and they decided to scare the adults. And Dennis disappeared between them deciding to play it and coming out of those trees to scare everybody. So the official reports say that it had only been 
three to five minutes since, since Dennis was last seen at that point. So when they realized where, you know, for the point that they didn't see him to the point where they asked where was Dennis was only three to five minutes. That is a very short amount of time for this child to disappear. So, um, Bill Martin, who is the father, immediately began searching and you would think it would not be hard to spot Dennis because he's wearing a bright red shirt which would have probably stood out perhaps in the green forest, but maybe it blended in with the trees. I don't know. Um, another quote, uh, was that they, they hollered for him, but couldn't find him. So I guess they went out, they're searching for him. They went in caves. Um, they're yelling for him, for this little boy. They're, um, and they just couldn't find him. Um, so another problem that in retrospect that was found was that there seemed to be a very incessant wind, I'm quoting, that um, comes out of the Tennessee mountains, and it was loud. So even though they're yelling for Dennis, and if perhaps Dennis was yelling for them to help them, they had a hard time hearing or would have had a hard time hearing someone yelling or vice versa. Dennis would not have been able to hear them. So, um, so his dad hiked the path in several directions looking for Dennis. The grandfather hiked to Cade's Cove and back and then there was no sign of Dennis. They called the park rangers. Okay, so once the rangers were called in, at this point, it began to rain. So more bad news, right? So you have a wind, you're in the forest, and now it's raining, making it much harder to pick up on prints on the floor or or just hear a young kid's yelling voice. At this point... um. The st- I'm going to quote this. The storm was so vicious that people there at the shelter had trouble even lighting a fire. So you have lightning and thunder and all this rain. You can imagine the people there in the shelter just imagining what this little boy was going through. And um, so that's kind of a horrible situation to be in as a parent or just as anybody trapped in something like that. So as soon as the storm broke, um, it was still kind of hard to go searching for Dennis because then the trails turned to rivers of mud. Um, and like I said, this washed away any footprints that may have been left by Dennis or anybody else who might have been out there. Um, I mean... Basically, anything was washed away with the wind and the rain. The following days um, began with the people searching trails and swollen creeks for any sign of Dennis. Special forces were in the area performing exercises, and they were actually made available to assist in the search, which was great. So now the search included the Green Berets, 
um, with the experience of fighting and navigating in jungles of Vietnam. So that you would think that was an advantage to have at that time, searching for a little boy in, in an area that's what seemed like finding a needle in a haystack. So, okay. So another problem that came about <laughs> was that now you had a tremendous amount of volunteers that were scouring the uh, Smokies for Dennis Martin. It was uh, about 1,400 people. It's a saturating the search area. This is one of those cases, an initial case where they looked back and they were able to see their flaws in how they went about in searching for a missing person. Um, so with nearly 1500 searchers from park rangers, FBI agents to Boy Scouts, Green Berets, uh, they, ne- they combed nearly 60 square miles, um, but failed to find Dennis. Um, the failed search for Dennis became a textbook example, and I'm quoting this from a Reddit Um, article. So it was a textbook example across the world of how not to search for a missing person. Park officials now acknowledge acknowledge that there were too many overeager volunteers, too many inexperienced eyes, too many careless feet. Um, Although, mind you, it's kind of hard to even blame them because if it had been windy and it had been rainy, any footprints would have been washed away anyways along with any evidence found, I mean, but yeah, so it was, it was too many people involved, um, too many hands in the pie, is that the saying? I'm not quite sure, so don't quote me on that, (laughs) um, so at one point, um, one volunteer accidentally shot himself in the leg. Another broke an arm when he fell off a bridge. And some searchers had never before set foot in the park. Others didn't know how to use a compass. So it was just a hot mess. Um, you know, everybody was coming from a good place where they wanted to help. Unfortunately, they were not all um, as prepared for a type of search like this. I'm probably sure that the Green Berets and the FBI would have probably done a better job just on their own instead of having so many volunteers kind of um, causing themselves or putting themselves or others in danger which is causing probably more of a setback um when trying to find dennis so that was the case of dennis martin who was never found um there are three main theories that exist about what happened to him the first one goes like this you know obviously the first one is that he and I think it's probably the most likely one that he became lost and perished from exposure or some other cause likely during the first night. Um, and this is, a, again, the most probable theory according to park officials. The second is that he was attacked by a hungry bear or less likely a feral pig and carried off. I don't know that a bear would 
be the one to make that attack. I know they live out there, but probably maybe a, a I don't know. I don't know. That one kind of seems, I don't know, far-fetched maybe, but possible. The third is that he was abducted and taken out of the park by something or someone. So his father is, or was actually, a proponent of this third theory because on the afternoon that Martin disappeared, a tourist named Harold Key and his family heard an enormous sickening scream, quote unquote, and shortly thereafter witnessed a rough looking man seemingly hiding and attempting to flee the scene. So park rangers and the Federal Bureau, the FBI, concluded that there was insufficient evidence to link this sighting to Martin's disappearance particularly given that Key's sighting was approximate, approximately five miles away from where Martin disappeared. The sighting occurred a little while after Dennis went missing. Uh, so if, so this is why they don't think it's, it's, it's probable because if they saw this guy five miles away from where this child disappeared around the same time, it's how did he get five miles away from the area and, you know, with this child, it just doesn't compute. Um, so that's what I'm thinking that they probably thought, well, he couldn't have been in two places at once. How did he do it? He, you know, it's probably not, not enough or sufficient evidence to actually take him in. Uh, the sighting occurred a little while after Dennis went missing, so the family also added that the man in the woods had something slumped over his shoulder, a highly visible red matching the color shirt Martin was wearing the day he went missing. So the reason why the family thought that this was more probable is because whatever this guy was carrying had was wearing something red, but... Uh, and I don't know, <laughs> I haven't done enough research on this to um, even tell you whether or not the FBI took this guy in, questioned him, you know, saw him with something. Did they find this man? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you guys can do a little bit more research and let me know. Um, but those are the three theories that... Uh, are the most probable and for me the one the first one where he probably became lost disoriented when they were playing or he got you know you know kids six-year-old kids they're just like oh look there's a butterfly oh look it's a little fox let me go see where it goes and then he got you know disoriented lost and wasn't able to find his family or hear them when they're calling for him because of the wind and then the rain. Um, even if you found a hiding place, I don't know how long this, you know, little kid would have been able to survive. Unfortunately, Dennis was one of those that never made it and he is now part of Smoky Mountains as one of those that have disappeared from, from those mountains. Okay, guys, thank you for joining me for this short case of Dennis Martin and what was one of those 
um, light bulb cases where we get to see that they realize more isn't always better, even though that the volunteers and the help that was offered came from a good place. It did didn't bring out the outcome that everybody would have loved to have seen, which was that they found Dennis. Unfortunately, Dennis is, um, has never been found to this day. No trace evidence of, of it, of him has ever been found. So, um, thank you guys for joining me on this case and I will see you or hear you the next time. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Without a sound.